All right, we're live, pal. We got the last show of the year, last show of the season, and we're doing it up big. Final bowl preview episode, and I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Rob Romano, my dude from Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1997 uh, Little League uh, World Series champions. Still living that up. Rob, how's it going? My Todd Frazier jersey. Nothing much, man. What's going on? Hey, brother. Thanks for coming on. And as always, he is Mr. Wednesday Night. He is the whole effing show. And I'm not swearing because Jim Seaman's in the background and he has delicate ears. He is CVD Chris Mother F Word Van Dyne. How are you, Chris? I'm good. I'm good. Just getting over this bout of bronchitis. Not COVID. Not COVID. Tested twice. Um, I'm alive. So I, I felt like crap for a couple of days and now I'm good. Uh, Mississippi state took a chunk out of my pride yesterday, but you know, I, I did come back. I, I got Maryland today and I got this under in the Clemson game. Hopefully that pulls through. But, uh, if, if those, uh, win, I, I'll at least recover. And, uh, we did win our NFL game of the year last week. So big ups yeah. to Sean Rhodes, our NFL handicapper pulling that one out that that was a lot of fun for us and i'll tell you what you guys have been killing it on the uh on the nfl picks this year and you can get some of those picks ncsports.com your place to go power sweep is it's pretty much the highlight of my tuesday uh when it comes out uh you can get on that is it still 79 for next year uh 79 but there is a bonus code on our podcast, uh, I'll go ahead and give the code out to your listeners as well. Um, now I got to remember what we used. Bison. Uh, in honor of the FCS title game, uh, we went with Bison for the code. Uh, so $10 off next year's power sweep if you use code Bison. Folks, jump on it. It's well worth it. A ton of information. And also the power sweep podcast coming out. This morning, as you're hearing this, uh, folks, yes. so be sure to and, check that out. And we are releasing our bowl game of the year. Our top-rated bowl play will be released Thursday. So uh, get that in. Call early. I'm not I'm not going to divulge what time the game is because that would kind of give away, if you read Power Suite, probably what play it will be. So uh, call early. It could be an early game, could be a late game. Uh Stu, I'll, I'll let you know what game it is. We, we've oh, I, got I, I, I'll tell you this. I already know because we're starting with it right now. The Peach Bowl, the fighting Mel Tuckers laying – it uh, doesn't matter what they're laying. They could be laying 40 points and still cover it because they here we keep go. chopping versus uh, the Pitt Panthers. Uh, look, the last time they were good was when Dan Marino was there. Rob, uh, you saw this Michigan State team up close and personal – I'll start with you. Michigan State Lane, two and a half. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I had a super fan in my ear screaming the whole game, attacking poor Rutgers fans in the seats. You know, just vicious. Jo John vicious. wanted to fight me. John, Chris, this <laughs> guy angry. in front of me. He's oh, he, he's you, angry. You want he's to talk angry. about angry Rutgers fans. Right about <laughs> the time Kenneth Walker was high-fiving his teammate running down the sidelines. Oof. Could have cut some hey, of that. I had that game. I probably would have been with him. 
I told you, Chris. I told it, it is what it is. So, what do you think, though, Rob? I mean, honestly, I reading Twitter, reading a couple other pretty good hand, uh, handicappers, everybody seems to be on pit, but without Pickett playing, I went back today and I was talking to Stu actually during the day and I started watching the uh, spring game of the pit quarterback who's going to play. Electric. I, <laughs> I mean, I was just disgusting to say I have nothing to do at work, so I watched that. I mean, I don't know. He didn't look too impressive in that spring game. I, I just think – I honestly think this line is just baiting you to take Pittsburgh. I mean, I, I, I just like Michigan State in this game. I know Kenneth Walker's not going to play. I just think Michigan State's the more physical team. I mean, Pitt plays in the ACC. To me, it's weaker. I mean, they did beat Wake Forest in the championship game, but I just, think up front, I just think up front Michigan State's O-line is going to be stronger than them. And I think they'll be able to keep the ball away from their offense. And without Pickett playing, I, I just can't see anybody betting Pittsburgh without him out there. I mean, we're talking about – I know Stu's going to get mad, but we're talking about a top-10 quarterback, Brian, this year's draft or top 15 at least. So, I, I'm, I'm riding with Michigan State in this one. Rob, I got a feeling we're going to come back around to uh, your thoughts on the Big Ten later on in the show. CVD, uh, get, don't, don't you dare – don't you dare do what I hope I don't what I hope you're not doing, but you might do who who you got in this one, Chris. I'm going, I'm we have a small play on pit in this game. Oh, I'm not roundhouse kick you, man, right in the jaw. You you worried about bronchitis. You better worry about uh your jaw. Okay. Hey, I I'll tell you what, I I, I like the fact Nick Patty has some experience. Um, he's, he is a mobile guy. He can run a little bit. And when you got Jordan Addison to throw to, that's a nice safety blanket to, to have out there catches everything he throws to him and he just gets open. I think Pitt's got the defensive edge in this game in particular, that pass rush, they've got 51 sacks and the defensive line is intact for this game. Um, I, Pitt's, uh, Michigan state's pass defense. And you'll admit that they've been porous at times this year. One of the lowest rated pass defenses in the bowls. I think that Patty will have some success against them. Again, I God, it's, it's hard to handicap this game when Michigan State is missing by far their best offensive player. Pitt's missing by far their best offensive player. But I look at what I what is around. Kenny Pickett, and I like what Kenny Pickett had around him more than uh, what Michigan State has left. So, a small play on Pitt, but probably not a game I'm going to bet myself. So, I, I think, first off, you got to address the question of the defensive secondary. And really, when you look back at this Michigan State team, they haven't been healthy for, like, at least a month and a half. I mean, Xavier Henderson has been injured. Ronald Williams has been injured. Brantley's been injured. Kimbrell's been injured. They have been doing it with patchwork. And I think now that you guys have guys that are somewhat healthy, yes, Addison is a problem, and he's going to get his. I mean, that just is what it is. If Patty's capable of throwing, he'll be able to have some success. I think on one hand, though, uh, I think what you got to look at is Michigan State defensively very good against the run. I don't know that Abanaconda is going to have uh, the kind of game that we've seen him have where it's kind of takes that pressure off Kenny Pickett, in this case, Nick Patty. 
so I think that that is a plus on that side. Offensively, Elijah Collins is a guy who, you know, it's likely going to see some extended time. And let, let us not forget, two years ago, he was a thousand yard rusher in the Big Ten. Got COVID, got an injury, um, long healing process. I think it was some with his heart, his lungs, something like that. But he he's seen some time. I think he's going to be good. Jalen Naylor comes back. Speedy Naylor's back. So I think that's a huge plus for Peyton Thorne. Uh, again, you're right. We got to get this. This offensive line is going to have an issue against this D line. I agree with you. It's going to be super close. I kind of like the under here as the play I would give out. Um, although you could always reverse line it in Michigan State minus 30. Uh, I think that's a play here too. But I, I'm going to go with the under as our play. Uh, well, my play. Um, let's move to the next big, I mean, this might be the biggest bowl game of the year, uh, pure and simple. And this goes out to our resident Rutgers expert, uh, bombs away, Bob, who's in the air. We hope you have a safe trip right now. As you're listening to this, I mean, the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers, I mean, this was the bowl game they deserved to play in. Uh, you know, Chris has said before, Noah Vedrill's better than Jalen Hurts is. Chris has said that on this podcast before. Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. I mean, never came out of my mouth. So <laughs> you said Pacheco is easily a fourth round running back in the NFL. I mean, Rob, uh, Rutgers, bombs, bombs away, Bob, already put the money line bet down on them. I mean, they're catching 14 and a half, but what should this line really be? Um, probably Rutgers minus seven, I would think, yeah. you know, not, that's not a fair, that's with a fair my glasses on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but my dad called me last week. Even it wasn't even confirmed yet. And he already had the plane ticket booked. So he's God, leaving tomorrow. Bless. My uncle are headed on their way down. I when, mean, listen, when you're a Rutgers fan in Jacksonville right now, you're salt of the earth. Oh, Just let me tell you. I mean, now he, has, he has a good track record. I mean, listen, he's, he went to the uh, the PapaJohns.com bowl. He's been at the Pinstripe Bowls. I mean, listen, he has a good track record when he goes. But uh, just looking at some of the stats, I, I don't know if you guys like to look it up. I like to use DVOA, especially when I'm betting NFL and stuff like that. College, I mean, you got to go. I go a little more light with it because, you know, some of the matchups are so lopsided. Teams get favorable numbers, in my opinion, their way. But, I mean, you have Wake at 29 and Rutgers at 86. This is This is – you know, I mean, just looking at the stats, I, I mean, Vetrell throws for just over 1,700 yards. I mean, or, I mean, Sam Arvin's over 3,000. I mean, I, I really think it's going to be tough for Rutgers because they struggle, too, against a run. You know, Wake can run the ball. But um, I, I do like the number if you can get it under 14. 14 and under, I, I really do like the number for Rutgers. I, I think they can hang in the game like that, but – as far as an outright win, ooh, it's going to be tough. You mean 14 and over? Yeah, 14, yeah. And, and then and also another point, we're missing Bo Melton. We're missing Pachanko. I mean, that our offense is, oof, it is not good. Chris Van Dyne, he has a uh, jersey of Aaron Crookshank in his closet. CVT. He's got a Marco Battaglia jersey. Oh, you know he does. You know oh, he yeah. does with the bigger. Oh man, what a what a great uniform with the night and everything. CVD, oh, yeah. you taking Chiano? No. Uh, 
<laughs> to me, <coughs> there I go. <clears throat> you got me. Uh, to, to me, this is either bet Wake Forest or don't bet this game at all. Um, it, it was a game in power sweep. You know, they had announced the game right as we were doing power sweep. We just decided to make a no play in the newsletter. Um, I personally, I look at this game and I, I say, you you got to take Wake Forest. They will be without one of their 1,000-yard wide receivers. Roberson opted out. But they still have A.T. Perry. They still have Taylor Marin. They still have Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, if you get him in a, a uh, in one of those uh, avalanches where he just keeps throwing interceptions over and over like he did last year in the bowl game against Wisconsin and the ACC title game, you know, you can beat him then. But Rutgers isn't going to do that to him. They're not, he's not going to throw four or five interceptions. And that's about the only way they, they've really struggled offensively is when he goes into those spurts of throwing interceptions. Um, he's looking for an obvious bounce back game. Uh, I was actually meaning to ask Rob what the deal was with the Rutgers seniors, because, you know, the question for me was, are these guys even going to play the game knowing some of them might've already signed agents. Some of them uh, have already begun, you know, the process of moving on to the NFL for the guys that actually have a shot. So um, Bo Melton, essentially. Yeah, Bo Melton looks like he's not going to play on the rivals board. I mean, Shannon won't comment on it publicly, but the feeling everybody's getting on the boards is he's not going to play. Pachanko's most likely not going to play. They are going to get on their defensive line. Turner's going to play. Most of their defensive line is playing, but uh, 03 Fazakati looks like he's not going to play. So they're definitely missing, you know, uh, Turner's going to play at linebacker, but it's not, uh, it's not looking too great. I mean, they, I, you I know, just, they have enough players to play, but I just don't know I, how they score. I, 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 that's, just, I know I, even, yeah, even against absolutely. Wake Forest bad defense, yeah, but, yeah. but Wake Forest does, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. You should subscribe to power sweep. Maybe I can look it up in the interim here, but it, you know, Wake Forest defense on turnovers. I mean, um, they're, they're a plus team on turnovers. Like, they, they can plus create seven. turnovers. Yeah, they're plus seven. In the games they win, they create turnovers. I, I wonder what that number would be if you just look at their wins. Uh, when they lose, they, they uh, I mean, they're giving the ball back every 10 seconds. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the under here. Uh, and, yeah, Wake, Wake should win by double digits easily. Sorry, Bob. But hey, Jacksonville's beautiful this time of year. So enjoy your trip, my friend. And uh, you know, if they I, if they pull the upset, Bob, oh, Bob's I'm gonna eat the so much tattoo uh, down in Jacksonville. Oh, it's going down. Hey, it, look. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Hey, Stu, plus twelve in the wins, minus five in the losses. Told you, told you. Well, I'm like a savant. I just see everything. <laughs> hey, Chris, did you take that VMI team total over? I told you. I didn't. I didn't. I've been busy today, and I gonna hit. You make me sad sometimes. You make, you hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Chris, if it if it hits, he's gonna send you text messages and yeah. let you know that Did it game won. start. Yeah, it started. I, I I'm. I'll I'll let you know. I'll let you know during the break. I'll, I'll back bowl. I'll back bowl. Penn State, Arkansas. Uh, Look, this game just basically, you know, Dotson's out, Trey Burks is out, uh, Arkansas's best defensive end, uh, all SEC guy, he's out, Williams, right? He's out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, 
Chris, I, this game just – who scores? Because Arkansas's defense is, is decent. Penn State struggles uh, and vice versa. Penn State's defense is pretty solid. K.J. Jefferson up and down all year. I, I, I don't know. Who scores? I'll tell you what. I, I, I have a I, – I, I like somebody in the side in this game, but it's my Power Sweep podcast play. So if you want to get my side pick in this game, go to the podcast and listen to that. I will say I do – I agree with you. I think both defenses will play well. Arkansas losing Burks I think hurts them bad because their top receiver after Burks had 305 yards. It's a former walk-on wide receiver. That could be an issue. Yeah, and, and it makes them one-dimensional. Makes them very one-dimensional. And that running game, you know, Jefferson is, uh, had a nice season. He had 554 rushing yards, but Traylon Smith is no one that's going to, like, explode on you. So I really think that uh, Penn State will limit them in a one-dimensional offense for Arkansas. Dotson being out, Dotson was Penn State's whole offense this year at times. So, you know, that really takes away what they do best. They didn't run the ball well this year. And Parker uh, Washington so, really benefited from the double teams Dotson was getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sean Clifford, not my favorite quarterback. But I, I, they're, they're, I, I will say that I do like one particular team a little more than the other in this game. But for, uh, for the sake of your podcast, I, I like the under. Both teams uh, pretty good on defense. Penn State holding opponents 34 yards per game below their average. Um, Arkansas not far behind. Um, actually, the same, 34 yards per game below their average. So both, both offenses are uh, going to be missing their top player, and both defenses pretty good. So I take the under. Rob, I already know where you're going. Uh, I know you're taking Arkansas. You ain't you ain't gonna be welcome home if you take Penn State. You know what? I I know my my father's gonna disown me. But the the thing I found interesting was this line open at four, you know, uh, Penn State at minus four, and then all of a sudden the line just shifted all the way to Arkansas. Now it's Arkansas given to. So it's it, it's very strange the way that line moved. But I I Chris is so dead on. Burke's not there for Arkansas and Dotson not there for Penn State. I mean, the catches that Dotson makes, you know, it's just unbelievable in some games. And, uh, you know, Burks is pretty much a lot of Arkansas's offense. And I, I agree with both of you guys. I honestly think the under is the play. I do think Penn State has a very good defense. Penn State has one of the best punters in the country, even though I, I honestly think our punter's better at Rutgers, but we finished second well, clearly. in the voting. But, well, clearly. You know, yeah, but uh, with the special teams that Penn State has, I, I, I really think the under is, is the play in this game. All right. Show unanimous decision there. Fiesta Bowl, OK State taking on Notre Dame. Uh, I, I don't have any particular side. I, I think uh, Kyron Williams out for this game for Notre Dame uh, definitely uh, stings them. I don't know. Uh, Rob, I guess leaning with Notre Dame, I, I'm not a fan of this game. I'm not going to be playing it. I, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I have a strong wing in this game. I love Notre Dame. I think those kids are going to rally. The whole Brian Kelly situation, the way it happened, if you didn't listen on Barstool to Reese breaking down the whole thing on how it happened, was really good, and how the school really rallied, Look, the AD, the kids. Hey, Chris, 
Hey, Chris, you I, know I, this I, too. I really like this. We talked about this. I think Brian Kent, Kelly leaving for LSU to be with his family is one of the best stories of all college football. Your your thoughts? Uh, uh you know what? Good luck to him. I with his I family. I don't think it's going to work for him. I think he's going to regret that move. But, you know, I, I know Notre Dame fans were getting impatient and they were, you know, being a little bit whiny about him not winning playoff games. But, man, I just don't know how much success he's going to have at LSU. I love Marcus Freeman. I think that hire is spot on because if you see what he's doing in recruiting and yeah. how serious he is, he's phenomenal. One thing I have to give Kelly credit for is he is jumping into the fire. Like, he's going right at Alabama. Like, like Lincoln Riley a little bit took a step back. Okay, he's going to go to the Pac-12. I don't think he wanted no part of Oklahoma in the the SEC. I I do got to give him credit for one thing. I think he's going for it, you know, whether he's right or wrong. You know, that's definitely a tough job. But uh, I got to give him credit for going there. Uh, Yeah, he's obviously not afraid to take a chance and – um, not afraid of competition, which I, I can respect these days. It seems like a lot of people run away from the competition and instead of taking the tougher road and Brian Kelly's definitely t- taking the tougher road, you know, <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's get to it. The citrus bowl, the wildcats of Kentucky versus the Iowa Hawkeyes. Another game, just like, uh, the one we had before in Arkansas and Penn state just screams under, uh, CBD, what you like here? Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, both teams, you know, struggling offensively at times. I will say the Kentucky's offense, if they have all their weapons, is uh, markedly better than Iowa's, especially Completely with Juan Robinson. Yep. But I, I don't recall is Robinson going to play in this game? As a guy, I seem to recall that he might not. Do we have anything on that? <laughs> I do not. I do not right now. Let me see. Uh, while I'm looking this up, Rob, you got anything? The only thing I'll say about this game, I agree with you guys on Iowa. They're just so unimpressive on offense. I mean, it, it is just dreadful to watch. Even as a Rutgers fan, I mean, it's it's. I, I know the pain of watching a bad offense, and it is painful to watch Iowa. But Kentucky, to me, just feels like one of these teams that had so much juice early in the season. And then, to me, they really just ran out of gas. I did not like the way they finished the season. I, I, you know, maybe he gets him back playing for this bowl game, but I, I just really didn't like the way Kentucky ended the season. Well, they did win their last three games, but, you know, they didn't look great against Vanderbilt. But the, the last game was where, you know, we started to see Kentucky the way they're supposed to look, and they crushed Louisville on the road. Um, ran for 362 yards on him. Looked like a Kentucky team that we're used to. Um, they will be without Josh Ali, their number two receiver, and uh, Isaiah Epps, who's he's only got 171. So it looks like Robinson might be playing. But on the flip yeah, side, I, I've I, got I, Robinson got, playing here. Uh, Goodson for Iowa, who's got 1,150 yards, is not playing. Oh, oh wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Give me Kentucky. Kentucky's going to be a That's lot. a big loss. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And, Kentucky and, and the it's under. a bad offense that now is missing their running back. And they've got bad quarterback play. I'll take the under and I'll take Kentucky. Um, yeah, Iowa just has nothing on offense. And, and this is another game that opened Iowa giving a point and a half. And now it's went all the way to Kentucky giving three. 
I'll maybe, tell you what. Goodson moves the and line And here's like something, that? too. Here's something, too. I, I actually made a really nice Kentucky friend uh, over the Kenyatta Goodwin uh, signing when it came down to Kentucky and Michigan State. Um, and so shout out to that guy. Nice guy. Nice guy. We had a good conversation. I thought you punched a hole in the wall that night, no? All right, moving on. Uh, Rose Bowl, <laughs> Ohio State, Utah. Rob, my, my, my people I work with listen to this. You Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, Rose Bowl, Utah, the Utes. The Utes uh, from my cousin Benny taking on Ohio State, the Suckeyes. Suckeyes missing Olave, missing Garrett Wilson, missing uh, Petit. They're missing a few other guys. They don't care about the Rose Bowl, uh, which is odd since it's, you know, like a big thing for the Big Ten, but whatever. Utah really looks like a, a team. This line has gone down to four and a half. It was all the way out to six and a half. It's come down. Utah's a scrappy team. Chris, you, you're you a Pac-12 expert for this show, considering we don't watch that garbage. Uh, what do you think? Uh I, I agree with you. Ohio State doesn't seem to care a whole lot about the Rose Bowl. Uh, they're without all their star power. You know, they're, they're, what would have been their third best receiver is playing for Alabama and absolutely lighting the world on fire. So they're really without what would have been their top three guys coming back from last year. Um, and Utah, that's a hot football team. They won their last six games. Closest game involved was actually a, a strange game where they only beat Arizona by nine. But other than that, you know, they dominated Oregon twice, uh, handled UCLA by 20. They absolutely embarrassed Stanford on the road. Uh, Utah wants this game. And from what we've heard, this stadium is going to be about 60 to 70 percent Utah. Yeah, fans. yeah, I think there was a story saying Ohio State didn't even sell out of their allotted tickets like they sent like five or six thousand tickets back hey if you're in columbus right now beautiful weather i mean are you really going to want to go to southern california well it's not miami or it's not uh you know Texas. no seriously it's, it's not the playoffs and they're spoiled they want playoffs or bust so rose bowl no big deal especially are you really going to go to this game now that wilson and Olave and haskell garrett and you know, all these guys are not playing. Like, I'm not paying money to fly there to California to see this. So, Utah wants this game way more than Ohio State does. Rob, you're in Utah game. with us? Yeah. Is Garrett Wilson not playing either no, for Ohio State no. or he's going to play? Wilson no. and Olave are out. In Jigba, Marvin Harrison's son, they'll be playing. The, the, I tell you, the, this is an unbelievable the, – the way this line is shifted. I mean, I'm usually a contrarian, so I would like to take Ohio State in this spot, but I just can't. Like, uh, Utah, like Chris said, they've really grinded it out all season. Uh, they were pretty good in the preseason polls, too. They were a little underrated, I thought. They had a good season. Again, like, I love to go by DVOA. They're the ninth-ranked team in the country. Ohio State is second, but Ohio State's missing their two best receivers. I mean, I – I just think Utah is such the play in this game. It almost seems too obvious. Like I'm just going to set it up for failure, but I love Utah just like you guys. Like I said, just look look at the game, see who's more depleted by portal and COVID and opt-outs and just go that way. Western Michigan, Nevada, Houston, Auburn, Maryland, Virginia Tech, all those games came down to who wasn't playing. 
All right. Let's go down to the Sugar Bowl. Uh, the Ole Miss running Rebs taking on Baylor Bears. Two pristine colleges with no history or track record of any type of controversy or scandal. Take each other on here in the bayou. Uh, CVD, the fighting Lane Kiffins, uh, I'll tell you, they've been up and down, but you know, you called it earlier this season, and I think it was one of the earlier power sweep shows. This defense was for real. I mean, going back to the Louisville game, you really thought this defense was for real. Coming into this, you know, it's two solid defenses, I think. Do you think one team has the edge? Um, I do because of Ole Miss's offense more so than anything. Uh, Baylor's got the better defense, to be honest. When you look statistically at Ole Miss's defense, it's not all that great. They're allowing 431 yards per game. They're allowing opponents to put up 18 yards per game more than they average. That's slightly skewed because of the Arkansas game where they allowed 676 yards. But, uh, you know, they, they've struggled defending the run a lot this year. But the uh, the thing that's really helped them is they, they haven't given up a lot of, of touchdowns. They, they, they stop teams in the red zone. Going back to that Tennessee game, they forced Tennessee into a lot of field goals. Um, and the other thing is they've relied on their run game at times to slow the game down, especially when Matt Corral was a little banged up. They started relying on the run game, eating more clock which is why, and this is shocking, Ole Miss's last seven games went under. Think about the totals they had this year. Their totals were, you know, in the low 80s, high 70s. They played LSU, the total was 82. And it ended up being 31-17. They played uh, Tennessee, I, I think Tennessee was 82. LSU was like 76 or 78. Uh, 31-26, 31-17. So, you know, you're not getting those high-scoring games. Uh I prefer Ole Miss in this spot. Give me the better quarterback. Give me Matt Corral beating Bohannon any day of the week. Uh, I think part of this, too, is Lane, you know, is real close with Corral, and I think he really wants to get uh, Corral some more tape. I I don't – it's the same reason. I I don't know why – I don't know for the world of me why Kenny Pickett's not playing because – He's a guy that needs more tape. He's a guy that needs to pad his stats a little bit. And that last little taste before the draft, it can mean the world. I think Matt Corral's going to take advantage of this. I, I'm with you. I like Ole Miss here, not just because I'm a Lane Kiffin, future Alabama head coach fan, um, but also because I like the over here a little bit too. I think Baylor's capable of scoring. Um, they, they can be explosive on the ground. I'm not a fan of Bohannon, but – I think they can score on the ground. Rob, what do you think? I honestly, I'm totally against you guys. I love Baylor in this game. I love the way the Baylor defense is playing. I, I understand their offense really isn't that impressive, but I love the way their defense is playing. Corral, I just don't trust. I, I you know, he had, he's, you know, he'll put up his numbers. He, he's had his games. I just don't trust him. I honestly think the Baylor defense can shut him down. I think maybe they could find a way to score some points. I love Baylor in this game, getting a point and a half or two. I'm going to go money line Baylor. It's one of my best plays of the weekend. You, Interesting thing discussing. about this game, Stu, this is the lowest total of the year for Ole Miss. Yeah, and I kind of like the I kind of like the over here. I, I think I think when the market's telling you to zig, you zag. And this is I don't where blame we're you. We went with the under and power sweep, but this is one where we were really torn on both side and total. 
and uh, both on uh, on the over and, you know, what to do with the side. So it's been um, floating up. It started at 51. It's up to 56, 55 I, and a half. Yeah, think I, about I, the oldest total. It's 51. That sounds kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah. 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 Who put out Rutgers <laughs> plus three against, uh, you know, against Wake Forest? What, what was the opening weekend? What was the game Ole Miss played this year opening weekend? What was that over under? I think it was like 83, wasn't it? Oh, Louisville. Uh, oh, Jesus. I forget. Yeah, it was Louisville. It was high. I remember that. Uh, that game was 75. Jesus. Wow. And it did hit the over. It was um, 82 against Tennessee, and that went under. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. All right. Uh, we didn't cover one bowl, the Sun Bowl. My chips, fire up chips. Uh, taking on um, Wazoo, Washington State. If you want to hear about this game, definitely go listen to Power Sweep. Go listen to Jim Seaman, our our Maction guru, our demi god of the Mac, uh, and all the fun times in the Maction. Uh, go, he's going to give you a play in it. Go listen to Power Sweep, folks. Uh, if you want that, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Chris is going to finish coughing on blankets uh and and giving them away to to local children and we will be back right after this what's going on it's matt bernier from the matt bernier show part of the in the money media network be sure to join us every monday occasionally tuesdays but for the most part every monday however you listen to your podcast whether it's apple podcasts whether it's youtube you name it, you can find it a million different places, including in the moneypodcast.com. It's the Matt Burney show. Anything and everything to do with the world of horse racing. If you like the Stewcast, you might want to check out what's going on over at in the moneypodcast.com and on the in the money media network. We've got a whole bunch of podcasts devoted to horse racing from the player development side to the week in, week out gambling side to the horseman side there's going to be a show for you come check us out in the moneypodcast.com and we look forward to seeing you there all right let's talk college football playoff it is time rob i'll let you lead off uh you got to take in this georgia versus team from ann arbor uh game uh, yeah, you know, we were talking away. this afternoon. Are, are these not two of the most similar teams? They, they both play second fiddle. Georgia plays second fiddle to Alabama. Michigan always plays second fiddle to uh, Ohio State. Uh, this game, I just don't trust Stenson Bennett. I, I mean, I, I understand he's had a good season. I, I don't trust this kid in a big spot. I really don't. Um, let, let's be honest. And I'm going to upset JC here. I, I know I'm going to upset Bobcat. I'm not an SEC guy. To me, the, to me, the Big Ten is better. Okay, to me, the Big Ten is the superior you can talk division. To them. Okay, listening. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Okay, the SEC, I, I understand they think they're deeper. They, they think it's the best in college football. To me, it's overrated. I mean, I like Michigan in this spot. I, I think Michigan's playing good football. They're running the ball well. L- little pass off the play act, you know, passing the ball well off the play action. I know they're not going to wow you, but I, I really think this is going to be a dirty game. I love Michigan in this spot getting seven and a half points. I don't trust Georgia in a big spot. The, any, the, all they do is choke in a big spot. I, I don't thoughts, like them in this game. 
any thoughts on JC and the Bobcat in Miami? They're in the suite for the Orange Bowl. Any thoughts on that, Rob? I mean, you know what? Listen, this is how the other half lives. You know, some of us will be grinding it out, okay? Grinding it out New Year's Eve. I'm taking my wife out to dinner. You know what I mean? I'm going to be playing the games in between, playing Meadowlands on my phone, betting horses, you know? Salt of the earth. These guys. That sounds like a good time, Rob. What's going on right now in that suite? Now, I can just picture it, and I don't want to. But the the Bobcat is sitting in a chair. He's sitting in a chair with his shirt off, and JC has got massage oil, and he's he's giving Bobcat a massage right now. Shirtless, oh, yeah. running his finger through his chest hair. That's what's going on right now. Oh, yeah. Bobcat and JC. Oh, Listen, they're definitely hitting the Clevelander after the game. They're in my I'll tell you what. They are going to rip and tear in South Beach. It's, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Bobcat's already offended by how many Michigan fans there are and how annoying they are. That's what he sent me. Um, well, can you imagine people from Georgia driving into Miami? It's going to look like the Beverly Hillbillies uh, coming uh, in. It's going to be, it's going to be a you, mess. You couldn't be more out of place than them people in Miami. Forget about it. Hey, but they did say in the suite uh, they're going to be serving uh, spaghetti with ketchup, so Bobcat's going to be happy, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, come on, Italians from Alabama, come on now. <laughs> CVD, uh, your thoughts on Italians from Alabama and the Orange Bowl? Uh, I'll keep my thoughts on Italians from Alabama. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I will say I, I, I'm with you, Rob. I These two teams are really similar. Both have uh, excellent offensive lines. Michigan won the Joe Moore Award. We have Georgia as the third best offensive line in the country. Um, they both have excellent defensive lines. You know, it was really hard for us to – you know, you, you want to give Georgia the edge of defensive line, and we ended up doing that when we went through our checklist. They're only allowing 82 rushing yards a game, 2.6 yards per carry. But uh, Michigan's defensive line is no slouch either, and they have a Heisman finalist in uh, uh, Hutchinson, uh, as well as a, a Jigba, who's, you know, kind of like that fringe linebacker defensive end uh, pass rusher. They're only giving up 121 rushing yards a game. Um End of the day, I think Georgia wins this game close, but I wouldn't be shocked if Michigan won this game. I think they've got the better running backs. I think that the quarterback situation, I'm with Rob. I don't trust Stetson Bennett, but I also don't trust Cade McNamara a whole lot. You know, I was looking through his numbers, and we were having a little discussion about who had the quarterback edge in this game. And, you know, I pointed out, Cade Cade McNamara has had nine of his – uh, 10 of his 13 games, he has not had to throw more than 200 yards. I'm sorry, nine of his 13. So only four games that he topped 200 yards this year. He hasn't been asked to do a whole lot. Well, he's going to have to be asked to do a little more in this game. Uh, otherwise, you know, they're going to be in big trouble. They can't be one-dimensional in this game. Um, I think that they'll do enough to keep it close. Georgia, I think, uh, and I'm, I'll double check this. I think they had the special teams edge in this game. Uh, close it's close again both teams pretty good special teams um yeah so i i'll take the points i did actually throw a money line better than michigan because i i think it'll be fun to see if michigan can win this game and i'm an sec guy so you know it wouldn't bother me to see an all sec final but 
I, I just like the way Michigan's playing. They have a ton of confidence. And after beating Ohio State, it's not like they're going to be scared of anybody. So I, I think for me, watching both teams all season, I, I, I think you guys have kind of boiled it down. But here's – when I'm trying to figure out this game, I'm trying to figure out how, how does one team score, right? George is going to score by – you know, they're going to be successful. I think Brock Bowers has been incredible. I think if you watch the SEC championship game, Stetson Bennett's not going to be Bryce Young back there just slinging it deep, right? They're going to dink and dunk. They're going to work. They're going to grind out possessions. Uh, and that's how they're going to score. That's how they've scored all season. They're not throw it 45 yards down the field to Pickens and watch him take it to the house. Uh Here's here's the issue for Michigan defensively. Yes, Hutchinson and Ajabo have been phenomenal on defense, right? Junior Collison's had a very nice season at linebacker. Daxton Hill, their number one corner, may not be playing in this game due to COVID, okay? So with Daxton Hill, a first-round type talent, that's going to be an issue because Stetson Bennett will sling it. Stetson Bennett will try to take some shots. Whereas you look at Michigan, I think you're going to have a real tough time running against this defense. Okay. Um, Michigan has struggled at times this season to run against good rush defenses. When they face a good rush defense, they're going to have an issue. And Cade McNamara, who's he, what's he going to do? Is he going to throw, you know, uh, 11 for 18 for 134? Because that's what he's done most of the season, right? Yes, he tore apart Michigan State. Um, literally the worst pass defense in the country. You know, I don't know what you write home about that, but I just, I, I, I am concerned about how Michigan scores because I don't see a clear path to them scoring. And I think Georgia, you know, you put Sawyer up against Hutchinson, he, you know, that's going to be interesting. I mean, Zamir White can chip. James Cook is the X factor for me because I – I think he is a dynamic, fast running back um, that that they utilize in the passing game. I, I guess I'm going to lean with Michigan in the points because I do think seven and a half is a tad much. Um, I like the under in this game, personally. I, I, I think there is, there is a very real possibility this game's, you know, 24-13, 24-17, something like that. Um, so I could see that. But well, one thing we haven't talked about, Kirby versus Harbaugh. I, I, I will give Georgia one thing. I do think they have an advantage in that area. Not to trash Harbaugh, but he's another guy, too. He scares me in a big spot. Har I mean, Harbaugh really has does. consistently made poor choices. But I think what you see with Jim Harbaugh this year, and the reason – I'm not going to get into it because I get accused too often of being a Michigan hater. And even though well, I kind of am, I kind of yeah, do are. hate them. You are. Uh, I'll be realistic. I think Jim Harbaugh has done Do a great job building a staff. What? Do you remember your diatribe on our podcast? I stand by the fact <laughs> they are terrorists. But look, I think Harbaugh's done a phenomenal job putting together assistance between Clink Scale and Mike McDonald, who I thought was going to be an abject failure. He's been great. Uh, Josh Gaddis has kind of figured out what he wants to do with this offense, um, which was, I thought, a doomed experiment. And yeah, they're those doing khaki it. pants scare me in the Miami Heat, you know? Those... Oh, yeah. Lee and, Harvey and, Oswald. And, and, Just and, keep them away have... from the book depository, okay? Allegedly. <laughs> 
And and will he have his cleats on? You know, if he has the cleats on, it could be could be a he's, long day for Georgia. He's ready to take all all comers, except if you're uh, somebody who's claiming sexual abuse at the hands of Bo Schembechler, then he won't hear. And from there you. we go. Uh, <laughs> all right, Chris Van Dyne. Uh, let's go to the other game here: Alabama, Cincinnati. Um, Alabama laying thirteen and a half in this one uh, in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Cincinnati's a team I feel like North Coast has had quite a few plays on this year. Um, where are you at with uh, the AAC champions? Yeah, we have had a, uh, quite a few plays on them, and it, it's been hit or miss with them. You know, we've had a couple win, a couple lose. Um, I think this is a really talented group of five team that is – capable of keeping up with most teams in the country. But if Alabama plays like they did against Georgia, I don't think it matters. That being said, no Mechie. So you got Jamison Williams and what looks like right now, a bunch of other guys, um, a struggling offensive line that hasn't been as good as, you know, we thought they'd be. Um, gave up a lot of sacks this year. Um, a defense that's elite. I think part part of that is is Bryce Young is uh, he's very itchy to run. Yeah, yeah, but I mean he hasn't he hasn't run that much though this year. He's no, he's I very mean, he's very quick. What I mean is he's very quick to leave the pocket. Watch what he says, though. Oh yeah, I gotta watch what I say. I, I'll end up on Bama Insiders again. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, you look at what, uh, you know, what it looks like without Mechie, you do worry. But I, I got to think that Bama's got some five-star kid that's going to step in in this game uh, and show up and have a big game because it's just what they do all the time. Now, Cincinnati does counter with the best cornerback combo in the country, Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant. I, I like their defense a lot. They've got a good defensive line. I don't trust Desmond Ritter. I really don't. I know that I, some I people 100% do. agree. I don't get that. I've seen some mock drafts where Desmond Ritter's in the first round, and I'm like, no, you, guys, you guys are some sort of meth heads to have Desmond Ritter in the first round. I mean, you, you, what are you guys doing? Running the Eagles? You know what I mean? I mean, it's incredible. Oh, how dare you, Jeff? And Jerome Ford, as much as I like him, you know, he wasn't good enough to play in Alabama. You know, and I know that's a motivation for him, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, to me, I'm, I'm staying away from this game as far as the side goes, because I do think it's a lot of points because Cincinnati's good enough to scrap with a lot of teams. But the Bama-Georgia game just scares me because, you know, then I hear uh, Will Anderson saying we're playing like we're the underdog. You know, that if they can, if they can come out with that kind of mentality – and keep that fire that, you know, feeling that they're being disrespected, then they're a dangerous team when they feel disrespected. And that's what happened against Georgia. It's a lot of points to give in a playoff game. I kind of like the under because I don't think Cincinnati is going to be able to score a whole lot. This Bama defense uh, against Desmond Ritter, I I'll take the Bama D all day. And Cincinnati's defense is good enough, especially with – with Mechie out, uh, I think that they're not going to get exploded on. So it seems to me that the game could be a little lower scoring. 
I think Alabama will cover myself. We actually have Cincinnati and I'm sorry, we have the under and power sweep. You know, there's a little bit of a disagreement in the office about this game. I would personally take Bama, but I like the under a little more. I, I agree with you on both sides. I lean towards Bama. I like the under. Rob, uh, do you see it the same way? All right. First of all, we have Skyline Chili versus Ketchup on Noodles. Okay, in the prime time spot here. Oh, that's how dare you. <laughs> so listen, okay, I'm gonna go a little tinfoil hat here, and you guys are gonna probably think I'm nuts, but you know, I'm that kind of person. I'm crazy. Do you think at all it factors in that Luke Fickle was on that Ohio State staff when they upset Alabama in that playoff? Do you take anything from that that he knows how to prepare for Alabama? He knows what it takes to get guys ready. Because that was a big upset when Ohio State beat them that time. I, I think during the game, in that game, Alabama had them down 21 nothing or 14 nothing, if I'm remembering correctly. I, I'm going to say – I, I really love Cincinnati in this spot. The spread offense uh, against Alabama, I don't I, – I just don't believe in Alabama. I think Alabama got up for that Georgia game. They were so sick and tired of the media all year praising Georgia. And, and not that, you know, you can't take anything away from Saban. The guy's probably the greatest coach to ever do it. Okay. Sorry, I know that's disrespectful to Mel Tucker and what he's done. But I, I, I think A little Saban's bit, but we'll, we'll accept it. it. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I just think he got them ready for that Georgia game. To me, I really believe that was their national championship, beating Georgia like that on the big stage. Cincinnati's been disrespected. Cincinnati's been told you don't belong here. You know, everything like that, they've taken it all in from the media and getting the 13 and a half, I, I love them in this spot. Uh, wow. You know what? We, you're, you better watch out with your car. You better get one of those mirrors in the morning <laughs> under your car because I'll tell you what, Bobcat, it, he's going to make you look like Ace Rothstein, okay? Can, that's, can, you, that's what, can you imagine Bobcat walking around Miami? First of all, they'll be consoling JC because – We'll be coming off Michigan, upset in Georgia. And then, oh, my God, can you imagine if Cincinnati ever pulls it off? Oh, God. <laughs> and imagine the tears from South Beach. The tears. Uh, after tears. We'd be, we'd be uh, a GoFundMe <laughs> for bail money. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The Alabama game's at 3.30. I thought the times were switched. Bobcat might even not even go to the stadium. He might just cry in a room the whole – he might send J.C. to the Orange Bowl. Uh, that might be the case. They're allegedly watching it from the stadium. Oh my god! He's got he's got a police escort into this. Yeah, he's big time, man. He's good. Good for him. He's, he's, a, he's a you get guy. on the phone with Trump, and it's like, geez, big time now. <laughs> Uh, oh, there you go. Now the podcast is canceled. Way to go. Yeah, Sam. yeah. Now we're done. Uh, no, but is... I, I definitely think they can cover the number. Listen, you might think I'm crazy with that Luke Finkel thought, but that's me. That's that. <laughs> that's how I gamble sometimes. You know, here here's my thing. I, I again going back. How does this team score? Cincinnati has been bailed out by Jerome Ford multiple times this year. Breaking. You look back at that uh, AAC championship game against Houston. Jerome Ford broke a couple big runs and he busted that game wide open. You ain't getting that against Alabama's defense. I, I'm sorry. You're just not running the ball against them. 83 yards per game allowed rushing the ball. And it's not like they're, you know, shutting down uh, nobodies. I mean, they are shutting down people. I don't think Desmond Ritter is capable of being consistently good. 
you know, he might have a drive or two, uh, but I, I don't think he can sustain it for a whole game. Uh, and I, I don't really th- see a problem with Alabama. I think they're going to run their offense and they're going to get creative. And, you know, I, I lean with them and I think the under is reasonable, but uh, that'll do it for us here. I can't thank Chris and Rob enough. Thank you guys for spending the time with us uh, this season. Uh, CVD, ncsports.com. Hit them with a one more time. Where can they get Power Sweep? Where can they get the podcast? Let them know. Yeah, check out ncsports.com. You can check me out on Twitter at ChrisV160. Uh, we will be putting that podcast up on Thursday, December 30th. And it will have, uh, not have, but it will have a bonus uh, offer, a promo offer for our bowl game of the year that you can get on ncsports.com or you can get by calling 1 800 654 3448. Do that tonight as this show goes out immediately. Get yourself uh, set up for bowl season um, if you bet on Mississippi State or Appalachian State and you lost a lot of money. Recoup it. Hey, no way out. Only way out is through. CBD taught me that. Rob, I can't thank you enough, buddy. Thanks for hopping on. Hey, thanks for having me. And, and, and definitely take a listen. I listen every week to Power Sweep. They do a really good job on there. So you guys should definitely give that a listen if you're betting games. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate uh, it, Rob. Nah, no and, problem. And I'll tell you what, JC, Bobcat, we love you. We'll see you when you're back um, on parole uh, after the games. And uh, to all our Rutgers fans in the air, we love you. And in the immortal words of Mel Tucker, keep chopping and good luck this week.